0: The lesson today is Scriptures Are Confirmed, and the background passage for this is Luke chapter 24. Now, God's perfect plan for an imperfect world had seemingly been fallen apart. The one whom the disciples thought was the Messiah was dead, and only a few of his followers even held on to a glimmer of hope. Death can seem like the end of the story, but with God, we know that anything can happen. With God in control, there will always be a surprise ending that humanity really hadn't even thought about. Now, God's plan was unfolding exactly the way that he wanted. Now, Luke 24 opens on resurrection morning. When some women were bringing spices for the body of Jesus, found the stone rolled away um, from his tomb, and there were two gleaming angels instead. The mourning women were actually terrified, but Jesus had risen. The women told the disciples who thought the, the women were out of their minds, but Peter went to see the open tomb. That same day, two disciples heading to Emmaus encountered a stranger who seemed to be completely unaware of Jesus and his tragic death. The most exciting part of the world's greatest story was actually just beginning. Now, reading from Luke 24, verses 32 to 38a. So they said to each other, Weren't our hearts ablaze within us for a while? He was talking with us on the road and explaining scriptures to us. That very hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and those with them gathered together who said, The Lord has certainly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then they began to describe what had happened on the road and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. As they were saying these things, he himself stood in their midst. He said to them, Peace to you but they were startled and terrified and thought they were seeing a ghost. Why are you troubled? he asked them. So amid a group of fearful disciples hiding in a locked room discussing the claims of those who had seen the risen Lord, Jesus himself appeared. The lives of the disciples gathered in that room had been in chaos at that moment and then jesus presented himself and greeted them with an offering of peace can you imagine now jesus greeting to the disciples in verse 36 was only two greek words which is translated peace you the greek word for peace can point to peace between people or peace within a nation or even the harmony that keeps life serene. In the Christian vernacular, however, the word points to the tranquil peace of the soul that has been saved through faith in Christ Jesus. Now this peace is the blessing and culmination of all that Jesus offers those who believe and follow him. It's what he desires to continue to offer us if we will simply look to him in the midst of fear or anxiety. As Jesus offered peace, the disciples were startled and terrified, thinking that they had seen a ghost. Not fully understanding what had just happened, they were so overwhelmed that they couldn't hear the voice of peace. Jesus then asked why they were troubled. The Greek word translated troubled in this verse points to agitation or even inward commotion. King Herod was troubled when he heard that the wise men were searching for the king of the Jews. The disciples were troubled when they saw Jesus walking on the sea. And even Jesus was troubled as he grieved for his friend and faced his own death. The disciples had been discussing Jesus' appearance, trying to weigh their weigh their validity from a distance, when suddenly Jesus appeared in their midst, knowing their fear and hesitation. Jesus continued to converse with them, explaining himself and giving proof where it was needed. Now reading from Luke chapter 24, verses 38b to 43. And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, because a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you can see I have. Having said this, he showed them his hands and feet. But while they still, they still were amazed and in disbelief because of their joy, he asked them, Do you have anything here to eat? So they gave him a piece of broil of a broiled fish, and he took it and ate in their presence. <clears throat> now, I can just imagine the thoughts of the disciples in this room. Well, this can't be Jesus. He's dead. That means either this is, is his ghost or it's not really him. How compassionate of Jesus to know our earthly, fleshly doubts, and to address them directly in an earthly way by inviting his disciples to touch and see his flesh. Ghosts were not able to make such claims. Christ's demonstration of his hands and feet would have confirmed his identity. The wounds of the cross would be visible still in his glorified body. We know that Jesus invited Thomas To put his finger into the mark is proof. And when John saw Jesus in heaven, the evidence of his crucifixion was still quite visible. And that, if you want to see that passage, it's Revelation chapter 5, verse 6. Now, his resurrected body, Jesus ate at the typical food of his day. Fish was food that he and the disciples would have consumed on a regular basis. Jesus took the food and ate it in their presence. It wasn't that Jesus was hungry, rather he wanted to confirm that he was the same Jesus, only glorified. The eating was not to benefit Jesus, but to benefit those who were watching him, giving further proof of his resurrection. As we work through our doubts, we can rest assured that Jesus is revealing himself to us through his word and the Spirit. This revelation may not be recognized or understood instantaneously but we will be through the process of sanctification. We will be through the process of sanctification requiring his word, faith, and the grace he gives us to believe and trust in him more as we get actually grow spiritually. Jesus had addressed the struggle to find peace as well as the doubts of his followers. He addressed the immediate gut reaction of the disciples, but he didn't seek to satisfy only their initial panic. He planned to give them a firm footing for their deep knowledge and confidence in him. Now reading from Luke chapter 24 verses 44 to 49. He told them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you that Everything written about me in the Law of Moses, the Prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the Scriptures. He also said to them, This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead the third day, and repentance for forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in his name to all the nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and look. I am sending you what my Father promised. As for you, stay in the city until you are empowered from from on high. So Jesus continued to remind the disciples that he fulfilled Scripture. But like the two disciples traveling on the road to Emmaus, the disciples did not really fully understand everything until their eyes were opened. Jesus is really doing the same thing for the larger group of disciples here, opening their minds to understand the Scriptures. Jesus then affirmed in verses 46 and 47 what Scripture stated about him, that the Messiah would suffer and rise, and repentance would lead to forgiveness in his name to all nations as seen in Isaiah, where the glory of the Lord will appear and all humanity together will see it, which that's Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 through 5. Now, repentance was the message of John the Baptist, and it also was the message of Jesus, but it's rooted in the Old Testament and the prophets, where God's people or the surrounding nations were called to turn from their idols and sin and return to God. Jesus told the disciples that they were witnesses. There was purpose in him, in him calling them to be his disciples from the start, and now revealing in himself in his resurrected glorified body, having heard and seen all concerning Jesus, they were actually eyewitnesses and now were called to proclaim the good news. Jesus told them that he was sending what the Father promised. Again, going back to Scripture, Jesus referred to the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, referenced in Joel chapter 2, verse 28. After this, I will pour out my Spirit on all humanity. The word translates empowered in verse 49 is from a Greek verb that means to put on or be clothed with or be arrayed in. It's used 28 times in the New Testament, most often pointing to the literal wearing of clothing, showing how the Spirit will come upon them. The Holy Spirit would come visibly upon the disciples, but they had to wait patiently for that power. In the meantime, we can only imagine how the revelation that Jesus was exactly who he claimed to be would change their lives forever. So let's close in prayer today. Heavenly Father, we come to you and I just lift up those who are listening to this lesson. Lord, And just ask you to bless them and guide and direct their lives and their paths. Send the Holy Spirit to just touch them and and open their hearts and minds to what you would have them to do. Lord, I pray for those that are sick and hurting today that you would just surround them with your loving arms of grace and mercy and and Just raise them up and restore them so that they can actively proclaim who you are and what you came to do for us. And Lord, as we enter this season of Advent, I just pray that you would help all of us to focus on the wonderful gift that you gave us through your Son, Jesus Christ. For it's in Jesus' precious and holy name that I pray. Amen.